Hello, and welcome back to Tales from the Secret Cabin. We are back again, and we've got a full house here today. So who's Woo-hoo. here? <laughs> Woohoo! First of all, Jenny, that was awesome. Oh, thanks. Great, thanks. great job. I didn't think Phil was doing a good enough job with the <laughs> yeah, intro, so I decided to take over. <laughs> Wonderful job. I'm back. Mariana's here. I told you we'd have you back. Yeah, thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here again. And who are you? Oh, okay. If we have not met, my name is Mariana, and I am friends with everybody in this room. And <laughs> KJ is giving me a look that I don't know what so, that means. A few podcasts ago, KJ prefaced who he was by saying, today I am, and today. then he went there. So today, oh, who's my gosh, own? that's such a good one. Oh, today I am a person trying to continue this journey that, oh, I'm. this is going to be so deep right up front. No, <laughs> right? No, I didn't say no. Go, go. Do it. No, I, so here's who I am. I have three children and I have a, I had a season of 10 years of staying home raising my babies and today I feel like I am a person trying to discover my journey after coming out of 10 years of being a stay-at-home mom and today I took yet another step and I, I keep taking steps toward what I believe God has for me next so that's wow do we today. get to hear the step oh sure <laughs> Uh, well, I'm starting this pastoral commissioning oh, to awesome. okay. yeah, hopefully become a pastor. Wonderful. Yeah. Love it. And I am KJ Tenza and, um, it's good to be here again. And, uh, today I am an exhausted father. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just how I, it's just like, I am so tired of homeschooling. I'm tired that's it i'm tired and if someone just came up and just poked me i'd probably cry um and right so now. i'm, I'm very full. sensitive you're very <laughs> yeah i'm very sensitive today i want to give so, you a hug now don't okay. you'll yeah. pop him yeah I, I can cry i can cry so just yeah so that's who i am mm. and i'm i'm happy to be here yeah well i'm jenny and today, I'm the opposite of you. I am super, like, joyful today. Heck the yes. The sun is out. It yeah. is. This is. This beautiful. Is, this is my season. Like, yeah. this is so. I just love it. Yeah. I love it. There's yeah. something about, like, clear horizon. And I think we talked about that in an earlier podcast. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. There's something about being outside right now that's just. It's April. It, yeah. You know? It's fulfilling. Yeah. So. It's the Easter season, it is. right, Phil? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. So, Where's yeah. Phil? So my name's Phil, and today, I'm trying to think through the way to say this, I am um, I'm deep in the throes of a bunch of house projects. I was joking before this podcast. I'm kind of appliance repair guy, um, mildly successful, mostly because I had to buy new appliances. <laughs> Uh, but even That's how you repair yes, them. But, but I, I at least tried, and I feel good about that. And, and so far, my house hasn't blown up, and I installed those appliances, the new ones. So that was good. That was a big risk on my part. 
and job, uh, you know we're we're doing a bathroom remodel, so I'm um, trying to learn how to tile floors, and nice. um, I've I've ripped out a bunch of stuff, and putting it back is going to be really interesting. So nice, but that's who I am today. So Good. heading into the weekend, I hope to accomplish some some of that as well. Good job, you're a war. Well, no, 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 don't wait. Wait until <laughs> wait until you see this bathroom before you start saying stuff like that. <laughs> um, so I do have a tile cutter nice. um Thank so you. if that's okay. something that would be helpful i, I actually know. have yeah. this like very hardcore passion for cutting tile <laughs> really? yeah it, okay. it because it Pouring has to be so and precise and, and that's like who i am as a person like i'm Absolutely. very like tactical <laughs> and to cut tile you have to be tactical and so i have this huge tile Cutter that okay. I can. KG is just well, yeah. a box of surprises. Or you could always repair <laughs> oh, them and just tiling. pay somebody to come do it. <laughs> you could, but that takes all the fun out of it, Jenny. I'm sorry. That's so good. Well, that's good. We'll look you up. Yep. All right. Well, um, before we get too far, though, I mean, mm-hmm. we had kind of a fun weekend. How's that? everybody's Easter? How was launching into that last weekend and just Easter in general? So before going there, there I had right. this coffee cup. And I just grabbed it, and there's ketchup on the handle Ew. of the coffee cup. The, that thing I said about I being a tired parent, I'm just, here's the prime Did example. Like It's just like there's ketchup on my hands now. I hate the smell of old ketchup. Oh, okay. Back to Easter. Yes. I'm so sorry. Oh. It's right there. That just poked you. Hold yeah, on. it did. It's just like, man, it's, it's like, give me a break. Life <laughs> is falling apart when everything is wrong. And then oh, there's ketchup on, on my cup. But it's that that scent of old ketchup. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, okay. Anyways, I'm back sorry. to Easter. I'm sorry. He's alive. He, Let's yes. bring He's risen. happy thoughts back. Okay, we're good. It's April. I, I Easter for me was, it was such a a wild ride because it was the first time I had been back to church in person since July. And so like, and of course then going on like the busiest day of the year, it was, it was overwhelming the very first service. And then by the third, it was no big deal. But I was talking with KJ a little bit about it and I could not believe how tired I was Mm -hmm. by the end. Just all the connection, all the people you, you forgot about, and, and it's, it's not just a, oh, hi, I see you. It's like, oh my, how are you? You know? And it's, it's like these wow. true conversational, you're kind of doing small talk, kind of not, you know, it was so interesting to be back in that, um, that environment and be able to see people eye to eye. And yeah. Did you have any expectations going into it about how that would go or was it just no. kind of a blank slate? Okay. It was, yeah, no, no expectations. Idea. I had no idea. So, yeah. but yeah, but it was good. It was, it was fulfilling, but exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> I was energized by hearing, by hearing people being so excited to spend time at, other people's houses mm-hmm. um and for yeah. a bunch of people how uh, i know it was their first time that they felt all right having parties mm-hmm. and going to other people's mm-hmm. homes yeah. and uh so all so that isn't some thing that i was doing i felt so energized by how happy 
people had been and like uh, the sharing and and just like uh, it's been hard for people and so like seeing seeing people who've been having a hard time being by themselves and like how excited they got to have parties again mm-hmm. i was excited how did you I remember somewhere over the weekend you talked about like you were jumping into a traditional easter experience oh, yeah. not not so much like worship services or whatever but just like dinner or I don't know. How'd that go? The like, ham. The I ham. killed it. I killed it. I was, I was <laughs> kind of at this. I, I did. I, no wonder you're a tired father. <laughs> oh man. I, man, I had so much fun having a traditional Easter practice. Mm. Um, and I always, I, I tend to kind of overthink things. I, 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 so, like, for instance, I don't typically have ham because there's something about it that's kind of like the Hebrew people don't eat ham. And then but then all of a sudden, these, the, like, that, that Jesus dies. And then it's like, hey, it's time to have ham. It's like, Get, kill the pig. <laughs> there's just something about that to me that's really bothered me, you know? And so this idea of, like, I am so excited for Easter and the season. I'm just going to own it. I'm going to have ham. And so here's here's the, the th- thing about this ham I got. So I ordered this ham. And the ham was $20.62. And I go to pick it up. Is that up. pre-tax? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I didn't think about That's that. what it was on it. And so I go there to pick up the ham and the ham had been out of stock and so cuz it's easter <laughs> yeah and so they upgraded the ham to a ham that was $40.83 oh, yeah. you got the good and i was like this is a gift <laughs> and so i was like really excited about this ham and then I, then like i felt like ooh i have to I gotta like <laughs> do a do good with job this? with this yeah. guy, and the so pressure's on now. Yeah. Then I began <laughs> talking to people one. about how they prepare ham because I don't ever prepare ham, and I was talking to all these different people about the ham, and and then I combined all these ideas from all the conversations that I had about how do you prepare ham, and I got a crock pot, I got brown sugar and pineapple juice and teriyaki. Oh my gosh! And, and <laughs> it, it sat in that crock pot for ten hours. Nice. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Horn yeah, Ryan and, <laughs> and the ham. Someone said, "How <laughs> how did the ham turn out?" And I was like, "It was kind of funny that they asked." And I said, "And the only thing I could think of was like that." pig it was honored to be turned into that wow, like there you go. so if they had the opportunity to come back from the grave it, it would say thank I you for taking the time to prepare me so well it was amazing it was worth so dying for this man i just talked a ton about him it's i'm okay. sorry it but I, I what i really love though kj in knowing you've all these years, every time we would talk about things like, gosh, years ago, and I would be like, you would talk about a holiday and then you would bring me to this realization of 
a different perspective of the holiday and it wasn't what I thought it was. And I remember one time we were eating baklava at, that, at a Greek place. Oh my gosh, I love baklava. And you started talking about Easter and I was all, don't ruin Easter for yeah. me. <laughs> Do not ruin Easter for me. So I'm, I'm like giddy over here that you had that a was ham and peeps and all the things. We had peeps. I had a popcorn cake that had peeps on top of it i spent 28 bucks on a popcorn cake that's how excited i was for easter and it was terrible if you're ever tempted to buy a popcorn cake don't do it i was so curious too sweet sweet? it looked like a giant rice krispie treat but it was popcorn and it was like stylish popcorn like so it didn't like have a crunch to it and i was just kind of like all right (laughs) you looked better in the case (laughs) it did it was a good easter decoration yeah okay anyways (laughs) easters well they were good yeah one of my favorite parts of the weekend there was a lot of great stuff it was a really really good weekend but one of my favorite parts was actually good friday and Mm -hmm. um kind of the experience i know a lot of us had uh, with this conversation between stetson and kj and just kind of the good friday thing and um the what will always stand out to me about that and actually the part of the reason i even asked the question here is I was really impressed with what conversation does, like how conversation begs conversation. Right. Yeah. And that's really what Friday was for me. It begged this conversation in the moment. It begged it all weekend. It's yeah. continuing that. And and it was honestly was kind of a, a reminder of this podcast and just the heart that we have here. Like this is really just about a conversation. Literally, we were all um, crazily living life and we just pause, we stop, we come here into this cabin and we have this conversation. And uh, yeah, so I loved that on Friday. I love this moment of conversation. And I want to use that kind of as a segue to the, so the broader picture of, of all of us and that we just know that there's so many other people who are joining into this podcast and having this conversation together. We actually have a couple letters today, which is Woo-hoo! really fun. Um, and again, thank you to every single person who uh, spends the time if you haven't heard, we just invited anyone to join in the conversation here with just a handwritten note and kind of an archaic way to do that, but um, absolutely love because it does symbolize the same kind of pause and reflection and um, space that it takes to handwrite something. And uh, yeah, so anyways, I just want to use it as a segue to jump in um, mm-hmm. to these these two letters that we've got. Um, really great stuff. We can go different places with this. Um, one, I believe is anonymous. Yeah. Um, there's even a, a painting attached to it, which is pomegranate. And it's driving me crazy because like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, who is this person? I'm like, a granite painter. Think, uh, we love you. Whoever you are. But then one is not, and we know him and, and his right. wife and everything. And so it's really, I love the, I, I don't know the right word. I want to say just contrast. Yeah, contrast. Thank yeah. you. Of the two. Um, yeah, because they both have so much in them, like so much weight. The the pomegranate one, I stopped reading at a point. Um, we'll go easy. There's a painting on the oh, back. Like You just oh, dragged it across the <laughs> pomegranate person. We are sorry. <laughs> on behalf of Jenny. Could juice? you send us another one? <laughs> No, it's, no, it's still beautiful. It's okay. It's still there. It's intact. Um, but there was, you know, when I talked about like the truth bombs, you know, yeah. I feel like there was a massive truth bomb for me personally. Yes. The silence. The silence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he or she Share talked it. about. Um, I think it's a she. You think it's a she? I do. But I, ha- I, don't, I, I don't know. 
I, I don't assume. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, the share the, just shared oh, the thought. Yes. Okay, sorry. Uh, I want to play. They, who is I'll it? say they. How's okay. that? Um, but they talked about uh, basically uh, what they're journeying towards right now, and it involves basically uh, going in courage in silence and talking about how the fact that they grew up with so much silence that their family was very separated existing together but not really living together um and now one of the things that they said is um, i'm just starting to discover that silence offered in the holy spirit is life-giving and beautiful and i was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh Preach that is it. So, yes it was so profound oh my goodness i wanted a highlighter all right, but you got to explain why. she did not t- take it to... Uh, no, I'm talking yeah. about oh. Shub because you, you could not compromise the integrity of the not, text. No, but yeah. Just like the Bible. I think I think that, I mean, that just speaks volumes for me in silence as well. Mm. Like how much I struggle with, with, you know, the silence or the sad or whatever that may be. But having, you know, silence off... What She said offer... He said offering silence to the Holy Spirit is beautiful. I was like, that's a totally uh, different perspective mm-hmm. than sitting in silence, but offering that silence to, mm-hmm. and seeing what God can do in that. And that was just like, huh. oh my gosh, why mm-hmm. did I never know? Why did I never think that? Yeah. It's kind of like silence. That's the sound of like peace or it's a sound mm-hmm. of I surrender mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like silence mm-hmm. is a sound mm-hmm. that's like profound. And they said yeah. it was painful. Yeah. Silence could mm-hmm. be painful. And I be, know what yeah. that is like. I'm like, yeah. I know exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. So, but when you use it as an offering and, oh, so good. So yeah. good. So thank you, whoever wrote that. Yes. Well, there you is a little inspired heart. us. I it's, think a it's, it's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. And I, I feel like I know who it is, but I can't put my finger on it. Anyway, thank you for that. That was huge. That was beautiful. Mario, how about you? When you were resonating with that, what what stood out to you? I love the silence, too. And she said, there's a line that she said, uh, I have a picture on my phone. I'm looking at it here. Every time someone sends in something, I get super excited, take a picture of it, and I send it out to everyone. (laughs) And then they all say, yay, yay, that's awesome, yay. so So you know that happens every time. Yep. So I have that picture on my phone and I underlined with my You, you did know, highlight it. Oh, yeah. That's who and she is. She wow. said, oh, I studied this letter because it's just so beautiful. She said um, it involves showing up with, with courage and silence with, with yeah. uh, Jenny. I already said that. But she said how it, uh, silence used to be for her family existing, just existing together but living completely separate lives in mm. silence. And I just underline mm. that because that, I think it, it describes the contrast mm. of the beautiful, healthy silence to the awkward, you know, mm. separating silence between people and, and then the redemption of silence and how that's a gift that we can experience mm. uh, in Jesus' presence. I just love the contrast she painted here. And then at the end, she said, the journey with God, it's a personal, 
search for God, but he has gifted us with relationships on this earth to make it a richer experience. Mm. And that's such another great line. Mm. It's it's personal, but it gets so much richer when we do it together. So... Oh, we love you, pomegranate painter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what are the theories behind the pomegranate? Oh my gosh. Well, in my tons. Persian mythology <laughs> that I've uh, looked at, that, that we Googled, that we Googled yeah. five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I like yeah. totally off the bat, bat. I thought about the the high priests in the Old Testament who would tie dried up pomegranates to their ankles and they would go into the Holy of Holies and it would uh, cause a sound. And if the sound. Uh, did not uh, come through the curtain. That high priest was probably right. You know, they died in the presence yeah, of God. They, they would drag pull him out. Him out. And um, but they had the pomegranates because pomegranates have six hundred and thirteen seeds, and that's the same amount of commands that are in the Torah. And so, so the pomegranate itself, uh, I had seen as this holy fruit. Um, and so pomegranate painter, I, I see you mm-hmm. as holy fruit. That You're is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Is that it? I mean, is there I, anything I, I, else that we got? That? Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> no. I was like, I don't know. I, I love was, it. I love it. I just, yeah. yeah. I just, there's so much mystery and intrigue behind this letter, which is just really fun. And I, I'm sure super intentional on the author's part. So thank you for that too. Yes. And it's going to be hanging up in the secret cabin. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, beautiful painting. All right. How about the second letter here? Um, things that that just triggered a response or or kind of engaged in the conversation. I got a couple things that I love about this one. But what what stood out for you guys? Why don't you start? No, since I we already mean... talked about the pomegranate. Yes. You go first. You go first. Well, I I really. Um, I mean, there's a lot here. Obviously, I think, Jenny, you mentioned this is a, it's a friend of ours mm-hmm. and been part of our community for a while, recently moved out of state. And so it was just fun to get a letter back and, and stay connected in that way. Um, this, uh, in fact, I'll read. You can drag it. I'm it's okay. It. Yeah. There's no artwork there's no to painting. destroy there's no as painting. I drag. Uh, but I love the way that this person ended the letters. Is I want to change uh, into someone who isn't seeking to charge through life, but someone who can help lead others home. And so this whole letter was based out of this idea of uh, echoes of the garden and pointing back to home, pointing back to not only just who we've been created to be, but just where we're all heading, where creation is heading, where restoration and and everything is going towards in our lives. And so um, the, the, the idea that we play a role in that, that we can experience that now, that the point of life is mm-hmm. this now, mm-hmm. uh, is really inspiring to me. So that was encouraging to me for sure. But I, I agree. And he, he put a personal story in there as well. Um, but somebody then telling him at the end of it, thank you for trying. Like that was, that was super powerful. Cause it's not, you succeeded, you did mm-hmm. it, but thank you for trying. And I love that, that, that gives that permission to try and permission to possibly not succeed. Love it. Yeah. I think like if I had to, to kind of just ball up the concept that came across as far as the feeling, I'm like a feeling person is it felt homish um mm, it, uh, yeah. just hearing from from him and it was like oh 
oh, it's, it's like, mm. there you are, I, I know. And, um, and just the opportunity to have the, this conversation that supersedes the, the geographical proximity. Yeah. And, and then I just began thinking about all the people out there that I know that aren't here but they're all over mm. who, who yeah. are a part of this conversation. Um, that like, it's, it's home. It's the conversation mm. is home, mm. uh, compared to it being a, a geographical place. Like mm. there are a ton of people out there who are feeling the same things, who are thinking the same things, inspired by the same, like, it's like mm-hmm. this uh, undercurrent, yeah. It's kind of like the Holy Spirit exists. I don't like know. It. <laughs> it's cool. I, I, right. I noticed on these two letters, I've noticed on the letters before, I, I think this is true about all of them, but I can't go back and look at all of them today, but they're all uh, addressing Tales from the Secret Cabin friends. So they're not even just speaking to us or speaking to everybody, but the, right. the word yeah. friends has just become kind of part of our vocabulary here. And yeah, it's really fun. Like, welcome home, welcome friends. We're all here together. Let's do this, that kind of thing, so... And what I I just want to piggyback on that because uh, they all thank us for the conversation. And it's like we, the same way that I feel like the person listening feels like they're here talking with us. We also feel like we're there talking with you every time you write. Right? Mm, Because then it's like you are allowing us into your conversations. And it's such a gift. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught this individual um, reference to Peter Pan yes. hook movie and just <laughs> the best line. Which go, one? No, no, no go I ahead. think you're going to, you go there. It's a, uh, I, I subscribe to that philosophy, the, like the fun, the playful philosophy. Um, I want to live a life that not only Jesus would smile at, but Peter Pan would smile at as well. I was yeah. like, yes, yes. <laughs> amen. I think later on there too, it talks about the, um, going home or part of the trajectory of going home is flying out of windows. (laughs) So good. And I'm starting to cry. I'm crying. (laughs) Thank you. It only took 26 minutes. He ends by saying, I'd like to believe that involves some food fights, you know, this life and flying out of windows along the way. Wow. So poetic. And and him and his wife did fly out of a window. Yeah. You guys are flying. Explain that a bit. Uh, Well, they had just got married and then, school they graduated uh and then basically had to move to a new state oh, like away from I, family i was hoping that they yeah. actually flew out no, of a window like no. that's where i was going like please share that story no, poetically that's they right. flew out like, of a man, window that's amazing <laughs> they did not literally <laughs> fly <laughs> out of a window might have heard of it poetry <laughs> you know there are times that i just hope you know that's right, like, that's right. I, I have hope that's wonderful <laughs> Oh, well, again, just we say this every time, but really a huge thank you for everyone who does engage this part of our conversation. We love it. Want to just encourage that. I always want to take a moment just to throw the address out because outside of taking the time to write these letters, it's the only way this actually is possible. So, uh, again, the address is 1301 15th Street, Greeley, Colorado, 80631. Just address some tales from the secret cabin. And yeah, we just want to continue to encourage uh, that we are doing this conversation together and would love for you to continue to be a part of it. And if you've written a letter before, don't feel like you can't do that again. We'd oh love to, gosh, to yeah. keep, keep that going for sure. But Right away. Yeah, <laughs> right, right now. Away. <laughs> We're going to give you a moment pause. to get a pen out. <laughs> <laughs>
So kind of in this vein a little bit of, um, I think the inspiration of the concept for me was this idea of flying out of a window. Um, coming off of Easter, I think one of the other things for me this past weekend was honestly, I think the first time in my life that I have entered into a season of Easter as opposed to a day. Like I've, mm. I've never actually done that. And so it literally has been a launching point. Like this has felt more like New Year's Day and New Year's season mm. and, and thinking through like, oh man, all these things are new and what's the new mm. thing? What's my resolutions? And not like I would normally do on, on a New Year's season, but it has that kind of fresh start to it. Mm. So I wanted to throw out this question and it's kind of inspired by this idea of, of jumping out of windows, but what are new things that we're trying? What are just things you've never done or you want to try, but what are just new things going on in our lives? I had my first counseling appointment yes, right before I this today. <laughs> That's what I'm trying new. So how did that go, Jenny? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you guys, yeah. It went very well. Very well. I think it's going to be, it is something wow. new yeah, and something that's very uncomfortable and out of my, I love talking with friends. I love giving advice, but being the one that has to actually sit and listen and work on my own, you know, inside, uh, is a very, it's just a very different place to be. Looking in the mirror. Yeah. Very sweaty. Lots of, you know, I get really (laughs) nervous. And (laughs) what is, what is the newness of that how is that impacting the experience for you? So in other words, had you done this for two or three years, obviously it wouldn't feel new. It's just part of the rhythm. You go mm-hmm. and, and do this. But if you look back on this experience, then the part of it being new, how is that impacting you, you think, in a unique way? Well, I don't know. I just It just happened. So to start up. But I think, I think what I have learned, COVID unearthed a lot mm. of things. It unearthed. Yeah, it definitely, the ground just fell out from under me this past, this past year. And I think it happened to a lot of people. I don't feel alone in that. Um, but now it's kind of like, well, what do I do with this? Do I, you know, build my dirt back up and just keep going? Or do I actually say, okay, now it's time to, you know, see what's really underneath there and why, why I'm trying to revert back to some behaviors that, aren't necessarily healthy for me or people around me. So I don't know if that answered your question. That's good. That would be my new. I like it. All right. So I would say, um, I had, had this profound thing, um, spoken to me by a friend of mine, uh, who I think he was trying to encourage me or just say, Hey, I appreciate you. Um, and, um, how he said it, he said something that I was like, Oh my gosh, I think that phrase just changed everything for me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he pretty much had, had been like he's saying, Hey, I'm, I'm very thankful for the person that you are and that you helped give me a voice. And then he, he like comma, said but but you always have had a voice so thank you for helping me have a voice also and i thought no i haven't always had a voice and no Mm -hmm. i don't have a voice in fact i can't talk and i'm a i mean like having a voice is a thing that i've been fighting for and i i feel like that i always have to overcompensate for the fact that i don't have a 
voice. Like, mm. so I have to have a huge heart or I have to perform or show up. And, and how he said it, like his tone, it was like, but sh- you always have had a voice. You've always had a voice. And it was like assumed. And, and I thought, man, I, I don't have to fight for having a voice anymore. Mm. Uh, and it was huge huge Mm. because that has been all consuming for me Mm. and and i thought i've done that with everything um that i feel like i have to prove and prove and prove and prove and it doesn't bring bring any joy to me at all but the tiny times that i've like helped other people see who they are. Um, the the other times that I've like called people out, like that brings me a ton of joy. And that whole idea and the concept is brand new hmm. for me because I've always felt kind of like everyone has pity on me. And so I don't actually have a voice, but they tell me I do and Mm. something in his tone it just was so honest that i'm like i believe that i don't have to fight for that anymore probably since the age of five and it was like wow wow and i'm crying again (laughs) yeah otherwise it wouldn't be you yeah kj i love that i think it kind of speaks to some of the things I've been thinking about too, just just the lies that we believe. Yep. And it just shocks me every time they share this. Because I mean, if we know KJ, you, if anybody has a voice, that's you. But yet somehow, you know, you believe that you don't. So I think I also am in this season of discovering you know so things that we see in you but you don't see in yourself right and what are things that maybe you know people see me but that i don't see in what what is in between what's that barrier what's the disconnect to how can i not believe that why do i not believe this and it's where where we lose our battles it's where we lose our power because we don't think that is true and don't you think you it's, it goes believed. back t- to this pomegranate painting person who at the end says things are good but, but in community yeah. it's so much better like yes. i have to have people i can trust, trust who aren't just feeding me things yeah. who are going to speak truth to me to tell me who i am yeah and uh, that's important our culture i think it kind of is the opposite it's like so i know who i am don't tell me who i am the value i have doesn't come from you it actually it's very important to find value to others i, I mean that's the idea of value in of itself it's like how yeah. much value do you bring to the table yeah there's something about that it's, and yeah it, community sorry. yeah it's the, I was going to say, it's the ministry of encouragement. Yeah. We have this power to lift others up with our words, with our perspectives. And I think that 
the doing life together is an, our opportunity to see, th- you know, I see things in you and I'll call it out because we always think that people got it all together except yeah. us. Well, they don't. And, and that's they, how everybody thinks. They well, all it, think the other is awesome. Exactly. Right. And I'm thinking, KJ got it all together. He doesn't need to hear this. It's it's obvious. I don't need to say this. It is or kind Jenny, of obvious. It, <laughs> <laughs> you know kidding. what I mean? Because yeah. it's so true. We look at others and we're like, oh, they got it. But the power of us, like, hey, here's here's what I see in you and launching people forward in who mm. they are. Yeah. The gifts that they have. It's beautiful. What do you what do you think happens when that happens? So, and this is kind of the question that I'm I'm stirring with. I can't I don't have it formed in my head yet, but I mean, there's a very practical answer to that. Like, okay, we're encouraging each other, and and there's something you know that happens. But is there something more that you think like if we really call something out in somebody, like the power of our words? Like, what what's your take on what actually happens in that? I think you kill the the beast of comparison, mm. you know, cause that, that is ultimately, I think what drives a lot of those lies and a lot of those, um, thoughts that come in is this comparison. And then the comparison then drives your insecurity, <laughs> which then, yeah, then becomes a massive mess. But, and then nobody in their insecurity wants to encourage somebody else. Hmm. Yep. It breaks the competition. Mm-hmm. I'm not here competing with you. I'm not here competing with anybody. It's mm. good. Yeah. But why do we all do it? <laughs> yeah. I think it brings back the the question of the why. Why are you doing what you're doing? You know, are you trying to prove yourself? Are you trying to daily? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think there's such a daily opportunity for us to put these blinds on that we miss the point. And it's the reminders that we can offer each other. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it comes from a bad place though. I don't, I mean, I think it it comes from like people are are fighting for their heart. Like that's how I feel. I'm like, I, I got to show up, you know, I need to show people who I am, you know? And it's like, it's just cool. Like to hear people say, but you don't even have to show me. I see you. And it's like, oh, you know, like, really? Mm-hmm. I, you know, and um, I, I think like, um, um, so Jesus, he had been confronted by Pontius Pilate, right? He's like, tell me the point of, of being here. And he says, I've come to testify to the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something huge about that's the answer. He did not say I've I've come to be perfect and be the sacrifice and you know but it's I have come to testify to the truth because God Himself had to come here to point out things that are true mm-hmm. and it's a holy calling to mm-hmm. tell the truth and it's like as simple as that so it's <laughs> and then it assumes that it's hard to see the truth and it's hard to encounter the truth that. God had to be here to do it. And there's something about like, I can participate in telling the truth and calling out the truth. And there's something really inspiring and holy about people who tell the truth. 
Gosh, I want to write that quote down. It's a holy calling to point out the truth. That's such a good one. Well, and I, I think that might be what I was feeling in terms of the question. Like, Jesus wasn't really speaking to the moment. I mean, he was, but he was speaking to eternity, right? He was speaking right. to right. to our experience today, even in that moment, and right. was feeling the weight of that when he said those words. And so I think even the question, like, what do you think happens in that moment of if it's a holy moment of speaking the truth? It's not just for that moment of encouraging KJ or encouraging me or helping us see each other for the moment. Like, what if it has eternal ramifications? Right. What if it transcends that moment and it's it's carried through time in some way? Like, like that because that's the beauty of of the of Jesus' story there or other moments, right? It's like you are constantly speaking to my reality now, right. not just whatever narrative we're reading about in in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but that's a little bit of this. My mind has been going a lot of this concept of all things new, right? And this mm-hmm. Easter season is is about all things being made new. But but what if it's the future new that we have never even experienced or seen, like new things? It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> Not just restoring old things. It's right. actually stuff we've never dreamt of, never experienced, can't it's even conceptualize. It's healing the f- future. Yeah. Mm. It's, yeah. It's paving the path that did not exist before. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I think one of the things that I was sitting on and just meditating on after Easter was the fact that Jesus comes back from the dead. You know, what would you do if you just perform, you just experienced the biggest miracle in the world? He eats fish. He go right. I love it. He goes not yeah. ham. <laughs> That's a good point, Jenny. That's a really good point. First things first. No, he takes the time to go hang out with his friends to yeah. talk about, hey, here's what happens. And to me, it's this, like, here's the truth. Here's what you're believing on one side, but here's what actually happened. And you should have gotten it. You didn't. It's okay. Yeah. I will tell you all over again, <laughs> you know, and then he takes the time to have the conversation, to continue to patiently point them toward what is true. I just love that. I think there's there's something cool too is that that he so so after he comes back he doesn't talk a lot like he mm-hmm. hears the things that that the others are saying mm-hmm. he he comforts them he, so he isn't trying to explain everything he's like how are you feeling I mean like there's something right. really cool about that I just did something miraculous but how are you how are you feeling right <laughs> no totally. <laughs> That was probably hard for you. How are you doing? How's your heart? Yeah. You know, like, it's beautiful. Yep. KJ, you said something, I think it was last time, about uh, this season that we're in and experiencing the resurrected Jesus. And that's kind of what you're articulating there, right? It's, It's him comforting, him inviting conversation, him going back and telling stories again. But unpack that a little bit more in your mind, like in this in this season um, of celebration of, you know, I was even looking uh, a little bit of some church history stuff just in terms of like, you know, it's a time of feasting, not fasting. It's a time of, mm. of celebrating, of joy, of newness, of life, you know, which this season is. But in that, experiencing the resurrected Jesus who hasn't left yet. <laughs> what, what goes on in your mind when you think about that? Um, I think it's, um, it is a... It holds hands uh, to this season of epiphany. Um, so, like, uh, at first you have 
<laughs> the Advent season, and then you have a piff, honey. It teaches you something, um, or it like inspires the teaching um, that the forty days of the Easter season, it is, it is sitting across from Jesus face to face and saying. Tell me something I have not heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's that idea. It's like um, I've been here a lot. I've 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 been in the Bible a lot. But tell me something you have not told me before. And the expectation that he's going to talk back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much do you think? Uh, this be for anybody, obviously. But him leaving, knowing he was going to leave, he talked a lot about he was leaving. Another would come. How much do you think that played into what he did in the 40 days after? Like what he was trying to do and prepare kind of his community? I was thinking about it. I think, you know, we experienced the disciples right after Jesus' death. They were full of questions. They they were confused. There was misunderstanding and disbelief. And then Jesus comes back. And they're like, whoa, and suddenly their eyes are open and they understand. And I think it's just such an incredible contrast of these two places. They went from utter confusion and brokenness and disbelief. And then suddenly they're experiencing this radical faith to the point, because then to your question, Jesus says, okay, I'm leaving, but stay here. I'll send you something. And... It's a, a big question mark. Like, what are we going to do? What? Are we, but mm-hmm. KJ said something I've been thinking about last time. The 40, sitting 40 days in the promise. Then suddenly Jesus gives them a promise. But they're in a place that they're so fired up that they take it. They're like, oh, sure. I'm out, of how, I'm out of my house. I'm out of my town. But I'll stay here. I'll do whatever you say. So their faith was just peaking and, and their fire. And they were in a complete opposite place after experiencing the resurrection. I wonder, um, so, okay, there's a gap between when Jesus leaves and when the spirit comes. So I'm, I'm actually wondering if part of this season was preparing them, and I'm going to use the, the letter here, but like preparing us for the silence almost like, mm. Like he was leaving, but there but there's this odd gap. There's like a ten day gap between the time that he leaves and the time the spirit comes. And so, what I mean in this high that you're talking about, but but he's gone now. He promised something. There's kind of this silent pause for a long time. They were doing things, but I just I wonder too, like if mm-hmm. part of this is preparing us for the silence, preparing us to inviting us to the silence. Um, that there's something eternal that happens if you can be with Jesus in silence. Or if you can be with God in silence, um, that maybe they didn't get before the crucifixion or the resurrection, um, but they definitely needed to get moving forward. Yeah, isn't that super cool? Like to actually think about like there isn't anything that has to be said at this point. Um, it's mm. like the calm before the st- yeah. storm, and the storm is going to be epic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there, there's something. There's something cool about having having a a f- friend who who doesn't have to mm. talk. You know, they pick 
you up. There's a four hour drive <laughs> and yeah. you don't have to say anything um, to come to a point that sure your prayer experience is just sitting and saying, mm-hmm. I'll be silent. Mm-hmm. And then he'll say, I'll be silent. And it just is. That's a comfortability level. Like when it comes to friendships and people that you're okay, just sitting in silence in a car, like that's, you know, you get to that place and it's like, it's okay. It feels comfortable. I don't feel like I need to fill the, fill the void. Yeah. And it's kind of like, so if in that point someone turns on the stereo, it's like, no, you ruined it (laughs) because there was such a holy comfortability that by turning it on it says i'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. or something yeah I was just, yeah so mario i'm gonna put you on the spot oh periodically we end these podcasts with just a prayer of blessing over in anybody portuguese in portuguese <laughs> even better yeah <laughs> but i'd love for you and i'm just going back to this idea of speaking life and hope and would you be willing to yeah. To pray a blessing over us in yeah. Portuguese. In well, Portuguese. I will save okay. you from the yes. international experience. <laughs> uh, okay, my friend. Um, may the power of the resurrected Jesus cover you and fill you and empower you to the particular gifts and callings that he has placed in you. We speak life and encouragement into what he has for you today and that he may open your eyes to see what he is up to, not in 10 days, but today. Mm 